Start each week learning and growing as a community. Join us as we embark on the next growth adventure with the weekly reading. Hi, I'm Charlie. Welcome to the weekly reading. This week, we are in chapter three of You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. Let's go ahead and get started. Chapter three, where does it come from? The past has no power over me. All right, we have gone through a lot of stuff and we have sifted through what we thought the problem was. Now we have come up with what I believe is the real problem. If we feel we are not good enough and there is a lack of self-love, From the way I look at life, if there is any problem, then this has to be true. So let us look at where this belief came from. How did we go from being a tiny baby who knows the perfection of self and of life to being a person who has problems and feels unworthy and unlovable to one degree or another? People who already love themselves can love themselves even more. Think of a rose from the time it is a tiny bud. As it opens to full flower till the last petal falls, it is always beautiful, always perfect, always changing. So it is with us. We are always perfect, always beautiful, and ever-changing. We are doing the best we can with the understanding, awareness, and knowledge we have. As we gain more understanding, awareness, and knowledge, then we will do things differently. Mental house cleaning. (coughs) Excuse me. Now is the time to examine our past a bit more, to take a look at some of the beliefs that have been running us. Some people find this part of the cleaning process to be very painful, but it need not be. We must look at what is there before we can clean it out. If you want to clean a room thoroughly, you will pick up and examine everything in it. Some things you will look at with love and you'll dust them or polish them to give them new beauty. Some things you will see that need refinishing or repair, and you will make a note to do that. Some things will never serve you again, and it is, and it becomes time to let those things go. Old magazines and newspapers and dirty paper plates can be dropped into the wastebasket very calmly. There is no need to get angry in order to clean a room. It is the same thing when we are cleaning out our mental house. There is no need to get angry just because some of the beliefs in it are ready to be tossed out. Let them go as easily as you would scrape bits of food into the trash after a meal. Would you really dig into yesterday's garbage to make tonight's meal? Do you dig into old mental garbage to create tomorrow's experiences? If a thought or belief does not serve you, let it go. There is no written law that says that because you once believed something, 
You have to continue to believe it forever. Let's look at some limiting beliefs and where they come from. Limiting belief. I am not good enough. Where it came from. A father who repeatedly told him he was stupid. He said he wanted to be a success so his daddy would be proud of him. But he was riddled with guilt, which created resentment. And all he could produce was one failure after another. Daddy kept financing businesses for him. And one after another, they failed. He used failure to get even. He made his daddy pay and pay and pay. Of course, he was the biggest loser. Limiting belief. Lack of self-love. Where it came from. Trying to win daddy's approval, the last thing she wanted was to be like her father. They couldn't agree on anything and were always arguing. She only wanted his approval, but instead all she got was criticism. Her body was full of pains. Her father had exactly the same kind of pains. She did not realize her anger was creating her pains just as her father's anger was creating pain for him. Limiting belief. Life is dangerous. Where it came from. A frightened father. Another client saw life as grim and harsh. It was difficult for her to laugh, and when she did, she would become frightened that something bad would happen. She has been reared with the admonition, don't laugh or they might get you. Limiting belief, I am not good enough. Being abandoned and ignored. It was difficult for him to talk. Silence had become a way of life for him. He had just come off drugs and alcohol and was convinced that he was terrible. I discovered his mother had died when he was very young and he had been reared by an aunt. The aunt seldom spoke except to give an order and he was brought up in silence. He even ate alone in silence and stayed quietly in his room day after day. He had a lover who was also a silent man, and they spent most of their time alone in silence. The lover died, and once again, he was alone. Exercise. Negative messages. The next exercise we do is to get a large sheet of paper and make a list of all the things your parents said were wrong with you. What were the negative messages you heard? Give yourself enough time to remember as many as you can. A half hour usually works well. What did they say about money? What did they say about your body? What did they say about love and relationships? What did they say about your creative talents? What were the limiting or negative things they said to you? If you can, just look objectively at these items and say to yourself, so that's where that belief came from. (laughs) Now let's take a new sheet of paper and dig a little deeper. What other negative messages did you hear as a child? From relatives? From teachers, from friends, from authority figures, from your church, 
write them all down. Take your time. Be aware of what feelings are going on in your body. What what you have on these two pieces of paper are the thoughts that need to be removed from your consciousness. These are the very beliefs you have that are making you feel not good enough. Seeing yourself as a child. If we were to take a three-year-old child and put him in the middle of the room and you and I were to start yelling at the child, telling him how stupid he was, how he could never do anything right, how he should do this and shouldn't do that, and look at the mess he made and maybe hit him a few times, would he end up with a frightened little child who is who sits docilely in the corner or who tears up or who tears up the place. The child will go one of these two ways, but we will never know the potential of that child. If we take the same little child and tell him how much we love him, how much we care, what we love, that we love the way he looks and love how bright and clever he is, that we love the way he does things and that it's okay for him to make mistakes as he learns, but that we will always be there for him no matter what, then the potential that comes out of that child will blow your mind. Each one of us has a three-year-old child within us, and we often spend most of our time yelling at that kid in ourselves. Then we wonder why our lives don't work. If you had a friend who was always criticizing you, would you want to be around that person? Perhaps you were treated this way as a child, and that is sad. However, that was a long time ago. And if you are now choosing to treat yourself in the same way, then it is sadder still. So now, here in front of us, we have this list of negative messages we heard as a child. How does this list correspond with what you believe to be wrong with you? Are they almost the same? Probably yes. We base our life script on our early messages. We are all good little children and obediently accept what they tell us as truth. It would be very easy just to blame our parents and be victims for the rest of our lives, but that wouldn't be much fun. And it certainly wouldn't get us out of our stuck position. Blaming your family. Blame is one of the surest ways to stay in a problem. In blaming another, we give away our power. Understanding enables us to rise above the issue and take control of our future. The past cannot be changed. The future is shaped by our current thinking. It is imperative for our freedom to understand that our parents were doing the best they could with the understanding, awareness, and knowledge they had. Whenever we blame someone else, we are not taking responsibility for ourselves. Those people who did all those terrible things to us were just as frightened and scared as you are. They felt just the same helplessness as you do. The only things they could possibly teach you are what they had been taught. How much do you know about your parents' childhoods, especially before the age of 10? If it's still possible for you to find out, ask them. If you're able to find out about your parents' childhood 
you will more easily understand why they did what they did. Understanding will bring you compassion. <clears throat> if you don't know and can't find out, try to imagine what it must have been like for them. What kind of childhood would create an adult like that? You need this knowledge for your own freedom. You can't free yourself until you free them. You can't forgive yourself until you forgive them. If you demand perfection from them, you will demand perfection from yourself and you will be miserable all your life. Choosing our parents. I agree with the theory that we choose our parents. The lessons that we learn seem to perfect seem perfectly matched to the weaknesses of the parents we have. I believe we are all on an endless journey through eternity. We come to this planet to learn particular lessons that are necessary for our spiritual evolution. We choose our sex, our color, our country, and then we look around for the perfect set of parents who will mirror our patterns. <clears throat> our visits to this planet are like going to school. If you want to become a beautician, you go to beauty school. If you want to become a mechanic, you go to mechanic school. If you want to become a lawyer, you go to law school. The parents you picked this time around are the perfect couple who are experts in what you have chosen to learn. When we grow up, we have a tendency to point our fingers accusingly at our parents and say, you did it to me, but I believe we chose them. <clears throat> Listening to others. Our older brothers and sisters are gods to us when we are little. If they weren't happy, they probably took it out on us physically or verbally. They might have said things like, I'll tell on you for insulting guilt. You're just a baby. You can't do that. You're too stupid to play with us. Teachers at school often influence us greatly. In the fifth grade, a teacher told me empathetically I was too tall to be a dancer. I believed her and put away my dancing ambitions until I was too old to make dancing a career. Did you understand that tests and grades were only to see how much knowledge you had at a given time? Or were you a child who allowed tests and grades to measure self-worth? Our early friends share their own misinformation about life with us. The other kids at school can tease us and leave lasting hurts. When I was a child, my last name was Lenny, and the kids used to call me lunatic. Neighbors also have had an influence, not only because of their remarks, but also because we're asked, what will the neighbors think? Think back to the other authority figures who were influential in your childhood. And of course, there are the strong and very persuasive statements made by advertisements in periodicals and on television. All too many products are sold by making us feel we are unworthy or wrong if we don't use them. We are all here to transcend our early limitations, whatever they were. We're here to recognize our own magnificence and divinity no matter what they told us. You have your negative beliefs to overcome, and I have my negative beliefs to overcome. 
In the infinity of life where I am, all is perfect, whole, and complete. The past has no power over me because I am willing to learn to change. I see the past as necessary to bring me to where I am today. I am willing to begin where I am right now to clean the rooms of my mental house. I know it does not matter where I start. So I now begin with the smallest and easiest rooms. And in that way, I will see results quickly. I am thrilled to be in the middle of this adventure. For I know I will never go through this particular experience again. I am willing to set myself free. All is well in my world. Thank you for joining us. I'll see you next time. Namaste. Dude. Thank you for joining in on the fun. Be sure to like and subscribe for more.